and I'll ask our first lady to get ready and maybe we'll do a countdown from 10. So we'll go 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. Vleet. Have a good time As forests underwear, and I, I, I don't have anything without TWFA. Ryan Van Fleet, we start Armageddon 2008 with one of the best sets and the best opens. I'll make the set set of the year. We'll just say it right now. It's a castle with fire all over it. And the way the ending goes, uh, or uh, we'll talk about it. It's just so emotional for me. The way Shawn Michaels leaves his segment. It's all, it all fits into the story so perfectly. And uh, Vleeties, the open... It's cut right out of Black Desert. We're going back to medieval times. I saw a wizard in the background. I think I saw a Rudum. I killed 500 Rudums today. It was my mission. They're torturing me in this fucking game. Oh, you got to level 50. Now, instead of killing 50 guys, you kill 500 and get way less experience. I've been level 51 for two days. But, ladies, how great was this start to this pay-per-view? This was a good... For something about Armageddon every year, and I like that it's in December, something about the end of the year, the end of the world, brother. And th- it was a good opening to the show. Even having, and then of course, you and I, it just seems this entire year, there's no better way to end it than with Matt Hardy. Matt Hardy's song, The Crowd, he is the most over superstar of 2008. I'm starting to wonder why he wasn't like, I guess he did have a marquee match at WrestleMania 25, but this guy is amazing. When I heard that song, I got so excited. Right? I went from imagining Shane jumping off this awesome set to just typing Matt Hardy in caps with exclamation points. And by the way, he's facing Kozlov, ladies, who was Slammy Award winner for Breakout Star of the Year. And the only thing I have to say about that is, I could stab a tornado <laughs> Well, I eat purple grapes, yeah. How great is that song? I love Matt Hardy as the best of the Jimi Hendrix ripoff songs. Well, in that song, it it came when he was a heel doing the version one thing. It used to have the little boot up sounder at the beginning. And while Jeff's new song, which is awesome, still kind of plays to that Hardy Boys theme, this really is so different, but it works. And I I really enjoy it. And this was a weird opener as far as, hey, we have Kozlov opening a pay-per-view. And to me, it worked. I know that we talked shit about Kozlov last week during his Survivor Series snooze fest. I thought this was a pretty good match. Valadius, what better way to open a pay-per-view than with the time-tested battle of right versus wrong, as Matt Stryker put it. And the, pro- the production team was on, uh, on, uh, on, on, what is the word when they're doing great? We're on, is, I guess is the word. As Corn would say, it's on. 
But the production team was on tonight. Matt Stryker was on tonight. The full quote was, the time-tested battle of right versus wrong comes to us this evening. Oh, my God. That was fucking amazing. And Kozlov, this story to me, Vladius was Triple H going, look, I won't lose to you, but we'll feed you to Matt next month. So while Kozlov, he didn't even get pinned last month at um, Survivor Series. He is still undefeated, but we feel like we need to prop him up a little. So why not make him beat our favorite guy? This crowd went fucking crazy. I went crazy. We loved Matt Hardy. So why not use that to make Kozlov uh, seem strong? And it's so upsetting, Vladis, because we know what happens when San- they even try to make Santino make him great. But he turns into the silly character that all strong characters do. And very few survive. So to see Matt get put thrown under the bus here was upsetting. Well, and even the gimmick, I, I, I they could have just did the Ivan Drago thing. The obvious, I'm Russian. He didn't, <laughs> this is me, old school wrestling. He did not play enough to the fact that he was Russian. Nothing about his <laughs> gear said I'm Russian. Like it just, he could have went, I feel like so far, look at Rusev. He could have been multiple years and years and years as this villain. But he his, he has this peak where he just made a event with Triple H. He just beat the ECW champion at the start of this pay-per-view. I just think there was so much more that he could have done. I know that people might not might have not liked his matches. I've watched like two of them this year, and they're great. Well, <laughs> no, I don't know about great, but well, so they much work. of they're these fine. characters, ladies, comes down to the stare, and like you know, when they zo- they have to zoom in on it, it's supposed to be menacing. And I don't know, we've been spoiled with the Rusevs of recent years, but because I just don't see it in Kozlov, and he he doesn't have the body to match the stare. He doesn't seem big enough or strong enough. Now you brought up his attire. Kozlov versus his wedgie might have been the best match of this match. I was just <laughs> checking his ass out the whole time. And I and in his defense, I know you hate his headbutt and you trashed it last month at Survivor Series. Love the headbutt. It was in the promo video. He did it a few times in the match. And if it happens once in the match, we need three angles of a replay because it's his only move. Uh, so I'm kind of supporting bits of Kozlov, but I think he needs to join Glamorella quick. I, we can bring the best out of him with Santino. Yeah, I, I I enjoyed Kozlov enough, and I think this was a good way to open the show. I think he did a good job as an opener. Like we we've watched Mojo Raleigh get chewed out for not having a good opening match. I thought this got the crowd into it. It had kind of a shocking ending with the heel yeah. winning, but it worked for me. Uh, Matt Hardy did a great job as always. And biggest baby face of the year, Matt Hardy. Loved him. Matt Stryker with another great line. He hooked the, with the left arm. I wonder if he hooked with the right arm. Could he have kept the Russian down? Great point. It was all about leverage. Ladies, we go from this match to Edge and Vicky kissing. Finally. I knew they were saving it. They just hugged last month, but they're in love. And then after Edge walks off, Chavo gets close to Vicky and he goes, how do you two do it? She goes, yeah. what? He goes, how do you do it? He goes, he goes, what? <laughs> then there's a what chant. No. And then he goes, take out Jeff. And Vicky says, we had nothing to do with it. And then she asked for coffee, kind of politely, honestly. She wanted two sugars, and she even said, sorry, sorry. Make that too splendid as I'm trying to watch my figure. I mean, she was being very respectful given the circumstances, and Chavo just kept pushing it. She had to ask for coffee three fucking times before she finally yelled at him. It, I don't understand. She's supposed to be the nephew. She should know her fuse. And he was just lighting a match over and over on her. But a wonderful backstage segment to see the Guerrero family uh, communicate. Yeah, I, I like the bit because it even sets up, you know, we had nothing to do with it. You don't believe her because she's a heel. But, at, you know, hindsight, you know, we know what it is now. 
she's telling the truth. They don't know, but Ch- even Chavo, Chavito, is sitting there going, how did you guys do it? How did you take out Jeff last month? Here's Edge with the championship. Obviously, you guys did something. No, we didn't. It was Matt, who we were just loving a minute ago. So all of this went so well. Uh, Chavo, an amazing actor. So glad he's still working. Well, once he finally goes and gets the coffee, we have Jim Ross and Taz, and they ask you to vote on who attacked Jeff. And you said something interesting to me. You said, we know. I don't know yet. This is exciting. Don't tell me yet. But I keep, I'm keeping my theory, because last month I called it. Jeff, I mean, Matt, we know it was you, dickhead. And when they have Edge or Kozlov or Triple H or Mystery Guy, you can put a bald figure there all you want. We know he has hair, and we know he's broken. You should crack that picture, because it's Matt Hardy. And don't don't tell me, but tell me. Oh, we know it was Matt. Taz kind of told me because Taz brought up that time that oh, I was going to use the Booker T line. I don't know. He had a black thing on his boot. <laughs> on his boot there. I saw the, uh, the, the GTV footage, brother. Kevin, why'd you do it? I did it, Vladis. I'm sorry. But Vladis, did Matt do it? Uh, Matt did it. Yeah, it was yes. Matt. He kind of, he does the... In the ring, it was yes. me who took you out. And then, because I, I even think at the Royal Rumble, Matt cost him the belt or something. So we definitely get a, a full-blown heel turn from Matt Hardy. And it's fun that uh, all these years later, this rivalry, I mean, this match took five months, six months to build until they got to WrestleMania. I sense a stretcher match somewhere in the point. And someone's <laughs> getting a goddamn twist of fate with a chair in between his neck. It's the coolest fucking thing I ever saw. Matt Hardy wouldn't take that spot. Must have been Jeff. But ladies, we cut from this poll, texting poll, which utterly befuddled JR. He just paused for seconds during the description to make sure he was getting every word right. We go to Hornswoggle spanking Eve backstage. And Finley saves her. And then he, he kneels down and says, son, I need you to stay back here tonight. I have a Belfast brawl against a monster. You shouldn't be out there. It's just not safe. And this Hornswoggle, ladies, looks like he showered. And it goes against all the Hornswoggles I've seen since. And also <laughs> all the shoots I've heard about him. And then Hornswoggle said, Finley, you're a jobber. You don't have a match tonight. You lost the first round of the IC title tournament. And you find out Finley's like our truth. He's just retarded. <laughs> what? <laughs> well, we also learned that Eve... Goodness gracious. Why why is she not there still? What are we doing? She's a, she's perfect. Her and Maria could be top five. Where does Kelly Kelly rank, ladies? I'm going to ask you now. I know she comes up later. She does come up later for me. She might be in the top ten, but Whoa. I, I, I'm not into dainty blondes, if, if that's not obvious by my normal picks. like To me, she always looked really young, and uh, that works for some people. It just never really worked for me. Uh, and as far like we had Tori Wilson, who I thought was always a better version of Kelly. Well, I was Kelly. gonna bring her up. You bring up Dinky Blondes. I was jerking off to Tori Wilson's veins on her stomach. She has weird veins on her lower abdomen. Google this, and I wouldn't be saying this if we were live. But please, <laughs> I, I was like, that's getting cut out. There's no <laughs> way anyone hears that. Tori Wilson <laughs> is in the top ten. Can't sleep that part in. No, Tori Wilson's definitely ranked higher than Kelly Kelly, but they're both top six. And but please, I don't think of Tori as like dainty because she at least has some like muscle. Like she kind of looks like a wrestler, whereas Kelly Kelly looks like I mean. She just looks like a cheerleader. You're right. We, she has that Madonna old woman body. The veins on the stomach. Exactly. Oh, I love that. Anything popping out of anything. Anything that's weird. I love it. Ladies, Rey Mysterio faces CM Punk in a match. And the winner gets to face the 2008 King of the Ring and Intercontinental Champion. The guy who's been missing from the whole year, William Regal. He came out of nowhere. And there he was in the ring making the perfect menacing face, putting Kozlov to shame. And even through the darkest. 
goes, Day Does this guy ever, does anyone else in the industry have his, the, been gifted better theme songs than this asshole? Maybe Owen Hart, but beyond that, I think CM Punk might have the best series of music, and he still couldn't get over it. Well, and, and he has the best, interrupt because I, I always bring up one of my favorite parts about a theme song is when it interrupts somebody, what, like, is it awesome? You know, he has the perfect, that opening to that Kill Switch Engage song is awesome. And I got to say, I, I didn't watch this. Ma- of course, I stopped watching wrestling around the, before this pay-per-view. I really fucking enjoyed this match. I don't know if it was watching it kind of just getting lost in a pay-per-view, but this might be one of my favorite CM Punk matches. And I know that it's a throwaway on a, it's the intercontinental championship tournament contender final. Like it's really just this awkward little, like, hey, you're going to be the Intercontinental Champion anyway. We know we screwed you out of the World Heavyweight Championship. But I thought this was a really good match. I loved it. And Ray's coming off beating Kane twice. And now he comes out and CM Punk is able to beat him. He, he survives a 619. doesn't dodge it. He gets hit by it, but dodges the splash. And ladies, I always judge a theme song based on the amount of double bass. And that Kill Switch Engage song, did I get it right? I'm going to look them up. Are they, like, are they like corn? Are they more like Twisted Transistor corn or Lies corn? I'd say they're more twisted transistor, oh. and yeah, they're you. You'd probably dig them. They got some songs in there. They kind of were in that time frame of like post Slipknot, where we just want to be heavy. It doesn't matter if the song's good or not. And they're kind of like Trivium, Atreyu. They get lost oh. in that mix. Where I'm not super big into Trivium or Atreyu, but Killswitch Engage is the version of that that I. Like. No, ladies, Atreyu's fag music. It's emo gay shit. I listen to it. The drummer screams, so the singer couldn't even scream. This fireball. Well, in Killswitch Engage, one shocking thing that always blew my mind, and I know that uh, I don't live in color, but the singer is black. It was, like, was weird because that music just didn't seem like there would ever be a black singer that would just do that. That's like his cultaholic theme song. <laughs> yeah, it is. He's, CM Punk has two awesome rock songs, both sang by African-American gentlemen. And Jeff Hardy has two awesome theme songs, both sung by him. But he had black face on. He has great face paint. It's an accident. And ladies, CM Punk broke Ray's nose. This is not the only nose he's broken with the GPS. Of GPS. <laughs> with the GTS. There's been blood. There was blood all over his mask. And the replay looked like it was painful. Was Dolph the other broken nose? And were there any others? I, there's got to be a few of them out there. I feel like Alberto Del Rio's got stories, but I, I don't remember all the noses that he's broken with this, but this one, I love that they showed it in slow motion. I don't understand the William Regal and CM Punk, like awkward CM Punk just stayed in the ring and did a stare down. I was wondering like, is CM Punk going to go to him and like point at the title or grab the title? Like, is something going to happen to, to build a match here? But there was a lot of gesturing, like a lot of pantomiming of like, I just broke his nose, GTS. You know, like it was it was really awkward. They were really setting up some sort of production backstage. Uh, they were waiting for Jeff Hardy to cut his fucking bathroom promo. And they, they were not ready. We're not ready. Stall, stall, stall. Because it was awkward how many replays we saw and all the pantomiming back and forth. It's easy to say Jeff's a screw up, right? Well, I think you're afraid. You're afraid to ask me why. Because you might sense something human in me that will freak you out. I broke my own walls down. Tonight you will see my imagination. <laughs> I am who I am. Jeff Hardy, WWE champion. Ladies, did you remember what he said, imagination? How awesome was that? 
I remember the Imagination, and I think they even had like a movie or like a DVD called Imagination, or their book was called that. Like, so I remember he really ran with that word earlier, like in 06. So I'm that must be something he always has said his whole life, because we know he's he's always been like I'm artistic, <laughs> art yeah artistic, and yeah he. <laughs> I could see him using that as, in Omega. They were probably the Imagination. So I'm glad it resurfaced in this little bathroom promo. That's a better name than Willow. You remember the Imagination? Do you remember the Paroxo Y Gen, ladies? Oh, this one's called Metal Bed. I just Lord. picked Locked one. What? Ladies, I can do this, this one. This is him. I this can. Kind of sounds good. I can do this. La heaven do this fire burns. Oh, oh, that sounds good without it. Sorry, ladies, I went to Jeff Hardy. I got two corn when I listen to corn too. I love it. This fire burns always. Darkest days. Sorry, ladies. I'm going to listen to the album. I don't like that part. It started out like it was going to be a good song, and then it started. Well, you just got to open up your imagination. Don't you know that the pineal gland's your third eye? Open it up, ladies, and listen again. You got to ha- stare at the sun. Sun gazing helps your pineal gland open up. Ladies, we cut from... Sorry, but listen to a lot of Jeff Hardy. We cut from Jeff Hardy in the bathroom to a, a production piece for the ages about JBL and HBK. And this, honestly, if I was to grade it as a storyline, I remember it. It was brilliant. But for some reason, I just don't want to sit through it right now. Like, I was just so thankful we weren't watching. 2009 after this during this whole production video uh but i loved watching jbl accept hbk's match of the year slammy <laughs> dude I, I love that can you I do the impression for me i mean this is just for me i'd love to hear you take sean slammy and talk about the cowboys on behalf of myself <laughs> what does he say about the cowboys i forgot i, I wish he'd said something in that problem about the cowboys I, I don't even know that he ever did i think you just once said said something Shawn about the cowboys. michaels will give this award to me I love- Have a good evening. <laughs> Sorry, JPL. I didn't mean to cut you off already. I love how when he goes, I am proud to ex- accept this match of the year slammy on behalf of Shawn Michaels. It will look great in my tro- collection. Yeah, my <laughs> trophy collection. <laughs> Next to many other valuable things. Oh, I love JPL. I don't know. I hated this, though, and I had to watch a what I thought was going to be a match, but it ended up being a promo off. And it's Shawn Michaels trying to convince us he blew all his money. And I'm thinking, why did you retire three months ago then if you're so broke? Like his storyline before this, which was... Well, no, it's because the stock market crashed in 2008 in September. So I had that same moment as you. Like, why is Shawn Michaels pretending to be broke? But I remember the stock market crashed in September. So he was going to retire in August. Wait, but please, does he bring that up? Because he brings up loaning his high school buddies money. He brings up buying lavish things. He doesn't bring up the stock market. That's all. No, they do. They say he invested in something. I forgot what he said it was, but (laughs) it was, I swear, it's about the stock market. Because, you know, we've all had tough times recently and... He had, he had, I don't know if it was, it wasn't a 401k, obviously, but he had mentioned that he invested in something and he lost it all. With the so, way he talks about his money management, I think he might have been DDP's anonymous benefactor. But I, <laughs> I'm, I'm Googling 
What did Shawn Michaels invest money? All right, here we go. I'm gonna. F- oh, something in Saudi Arabia. I invested all my money into tout. <laughs> something it about didn't work out. Something Arab. It all makes sense. Ladies, uh, I will. I will not become a wrestling tragedy. I will not. And then the <laughs> the you sold out chance happen. And here's. I will not limp into a <laughs> into a bingo hall and sign autographs for you. Am I crazy? Was JBL standing next to him the whole time because he didn't say anything? I think he was standing across from him, or yeah, it might have been behind him because. He came out and sort of Shawn Michaels will work for me. Like it was, it was, it was an awkward in-ring segment, I but it. I liked. They're just building a match, obviously. It's but. better than the Shield getting back together. The, the timing with Shawn Michaels <laughs> is always perfect because he waits too long, and a Dean Ambrose doesn't have either the experience, the chops, or the nerves. It's very scary to let a moment sit in front of 30,000 people or so, and HBK will let it sit too fucking long, and then he'll look up at the sign. Oh, we knew we would, but now it means something. And Vladis, how poetic and... No, excuse me. Vladis... How emotional was it to watch Shawn Michaels walk off into Armageddon, into fire? It was so apt for what he just said and what he's going through. He has a hellacious few months ahead. Yeah, and this does, I, I, it only builds to like one match, I think. They only wrestle once or twice. So it's not like this lengthy feud because we know we got to get to The Undertaker at 25. So um, it, it was fine for a storyline, but it was another one of those. Here we are at a pay per view, and Shawn Michaels is just. Shawn Michaels, the greatest in-ring wrestler of all time, is doing just a kind of an in-ring microphone segment. And I enjoyed it, so I can't say, you know, why didn't they have a match? But I enjoyed it enough to where I think they they knew that they were, well, we're going to build to a match. I wonder if they thought they were going to get more out of this. Because, And by the way, in a, few, a year after this, Shawn's working in a cafeteria, and Triple H has to go get him. So this is a very real storyline. Ladies, we cut to Randy Orton spanking Eve backstage. Awesome. And when she asks him a question, Cody answers it. And then the uh, Umaga's son chimes in. And they call Batista hired muscle. And I actually liked how this all ended because after they go on forever, Cody gets to talk. The other guy gets to talk. Eve looks to Randy and he just walks away. Oh, great. Very powerful use of non-words on the level of a Jeff Hardy, which we'll talk about later. Ladies, we cut to Finley versus Mark Henry in a Belfast brawl. And this was a match where Todd Grisham was trying to steal the shell from Matt Stryker. I mean, because Todd Grisham threw out, that isn't just a trash can lid shot, ladies and gentlemen. That's a trash can lid shot from Mark Henry. I'm like, holy fuck, that's true. Imagine how much that would hurt. You could break that thing. <laughs> Imagine the pain. But then Matt Stryker had some gems. He said... If you've ever bitten your tongue or gasped for air, you can imagine how Finley must be feeling right now. And I'm like, I've done both of those, but never at the same time. What the hell? That covers a lot of people. If you've, if you've ever bitten your tongue <laughs> or gasped for air, Matt Stryker will get inside your psyche. The spectrum is huge on that analogy. And the commentary between these guys, I feel, is very enjoyable. However, Matt Stryker, it just proves. And he also, you can kind of hear it here. He's ready to be a play-by-play guy, like immediately. He wants to talk the whole time. He can call the action as it's happening. And I think he enjoys that more. We've, I mean, at least I've seen him now in Lucha Underground. I think he fits that role a lot better because there's more of him being able to do every single thing he talks about. I mean, every, there's, a, there's an anecdote for everything for him. And this match had plenty of it. I like that you wrote him down because I couldn't even do that. I was like, they're just going to do – they're just <laughs> bidding the whole time. Ladies, Hornswoggle disobeys his supposed father and comes out and helps him win. Finley wins the Belfast Brawl. We're going to get a feud with 
Wait, the winner of this didn't get to face the IC champion. Well, I don't know what's going to happen, Vladis, but Finley will be there. Doesn't 25 open with a Finley match, another brawl? Uh, yeah, I think it does. I, I don't remember which one exactly that it was. I think 24 was Finley versus JBL. So oh, maybe Finley's in the Money in the Bank match. I'm not really 100% sure oh, on what he Vladis, does, I watched 25 with Storm. I remember that one. Vladis, <laughs> we got to Santa Haas. Not Santa Claus, Santa Haas. And I think Haas is dead now. Backstage with the Divas. And I was just waiting. that all the time. He's not dead. I was waiting the whole time for Boogeyman, who I think's dead. But he ends up coming out after Santino and Bath, and I don't remember one fucking thing about it. But then we cut to Mr. Kennedy, Bleedies, who tells us to drink responsibly in a PSA for the holiday and also go see my movie Behind Enemy Lines 3. Bleedies, the third one, was that the best one? Uh, yeah, I would say it was the best one. I like the scene where the guy's underwater for like 10, like 10 minutes. I enjoyed that. <laughs> Wow, I thought that was Man on a Wire. All right, I have to see both of those. One of them's about the Trade Center. Ladies, Batista versus Orton's going to happen, and we watch a promo video. And we cut to a match that would be so great at this WrestleMania, but would have been awful at WrestleMania 30 and was not exciting here. Manu and Cody get sent to the back, and I think, obviously, Ted's coming out. Where's Ted? It never happens, ladies, but we get 20 minutes of tattoos rubbing together. Did you not? So you didn't like this match? I don't know if it's just my Randy Orton fandom, but this is the best match I've ever seen. <laughs> well, Batista went away the Batista bomb. And at least we got kind of a clean win. There was some sort of turnbuckle mishap where Randy got out of position. Uh, really a rookie mistake for such an experienced man. You'd expect this from Cody like last month when it happened. But instead, Randy saw that happen and just made it happen to himself. What a genius. He's the best. Great And then psycho. even doing like the DDT, like the drape DDT with Batista on the ropes. I, I don't know. There were so many little moments in this match where it's just maybe as a Randy Orton fan where this was when he was really like official. I'm a main eventer, Randy Orton. And I mean, he looked incredible. I thought it was I, it, to me, it worked. The worst part of this match is Manu. Uh, and he wasn't even in it that long. So why is that guy? This was the last appearance by Manu, right? I don't remember him anymore after this. I, I don't remember him now. Ladies, am I going to go see Captain Marvel tonight? Should I go see it in, in 3D? What do you think? I, I'm seeing it on Saturday. So, uh, and I don't know if it's in 3D or not. I think the ticket was only $9, so that, that can't be 3D. Oh, right? I have a credit, ladies. I have three credits. But I do have to pay extra for XD3D. And it's playing in XD3D tomorrow morning at 10.30 a.m. So I could go to that early bird. But I don't know, maybe tonight. Maybe both. I got two credits. I always forget, yeah, you have. there's a two-hour time difference between us. So to you, it's only 8.39. It might be perfect to go see... Uh, Captain Marvel. Did it release tonight or was it yesterday that it came out? I hope I don't get pulled over because I have no car insurance. Oh, no. It comes out tomorrow, so this is the first showings. Ladies, we cut to the Slammy's 2008 promo video. Jericho and Superstar of the Year. And uh, so, <laughs> it's great because between that and my next note is yes, well, the Divas are exiting. So I, what happened? When did the Divas <laughs> come out and what did they do? Didn't they do like a Santa's Little Helper match yeah. or something? Oh, yeah. There was... It was a it was a legit this was the why we needed a Divas Revolution because it was just Michelle McCool coming out in like no clothes. Uh same with Maria, Kelly Kelly, Mickey James. They all had no clothes. And then they were against Maurice who had no clothes. Victoria, Natalia, and Jillian all had a lot of clothes. That was it, it was clothes versus no clothes, so we know who the baby faces were. You know you want my sorry, ladies. And then the great Kali came out. Do you remember this segment? 
Well, the Vlitties are exiting. Kali's entrance happens and it scares the fuck out of him. I like that. I like that the Divas were carrying an injured Diva or something in a sand outfit. And then they saw Kali and got scared. But then, Vlitties, the Divas in the ring got even scareder. Mickey James was there. A couple others. And Kali decides to have his Christmas kiss cam. So Kali and his manager try to get kisses. And the Divas thought they had to kiss that Cordell Stort mark on his chest, so they wouldn't. They just kept getting grossed out, and we know how it ends, Felidis. Tell us. Well, Mae Young has to come out, and she's the one who gets the big kiss. She comes out wearing uh, a very interesting outfit, but yeah, it's just kind of one of those, everyone gets, it gets a big pop. We get to see Kali kiss Mae Young, and uh, I don't know. I I'm glad I didn't see this when it happened live. I was kind of hoping Mickey James would take one for the team, but uh, nobody wanted to kiss the Punjabi Playboy. Yeah, we just needed a small cool down before the two main events, and Jericho needed a small warm up, and we cut to him warming up because it's common, ladies. Cena versus Jericho, the rematch. Jericho's been breaking hearts all 2008. It always seems to end with him with the belt. No one can figure out why. Armageddon's the perfect time for it to happen again. And Vladis, this might be the fakest fight I've ever fucking watched. At one point, Jericho springboarded onto Cena, who was on the apron. And then he's, so he's on Cena's shoulders. Then he gets off of that and does a running bulldog into the farthest steps ever, where it was, it was silly. And even the finish where we go from a Boston Crab, I'll never call that a Walls of Jericho, a Boston Crab, he somehow reverses it into an SDFU. But during the reversal, there's a point where Jericho's standing straight up. And Jericho's legs aren't being touched. Jericho, you're a fucking wrestler. Kick him. Get up. Hey, deuce. No one would fall for, get caught in this sweep. It's like Conor McGregor sweeping Nate Diaz. It shouldn't have happened. I hated this finish. I hated this match. And Super Cena was alive and well tonight. I really enjoyed this match. <laughs> However, after you had pointed out these things to me, I did notice there were a lot of... It just, it, I watched it like a little kid probably watched it. I didn't realize looking here, it's only 12 minutes long. I thought it was like a 20-minute match. But to me, it worked. Cena got the big win. And it, uh, Wrestler Math said he was going to win anyway because he just won the belt at, at Survivor Series. However, it was with the buildup of like Chris Jericho winning Superstar of the Year. I just thought there was so much more they could have could have did with him and he doesn't really go on to do anything else until like 2010 so he's gonna start teaming up with big show here in a few months and they're gonna win tag belts like it's just weird because he he's on such a high why not have him win the belt here have seen it kind of chase him a little bit more and then maybe they can have just a, the blow off at mania or something but because I, I mean what do we get at mania we get like cena versus big show in a triple and edge in the triple threat i would have rather just had more jericho cena i thought these guys work well together i would have rathered yeah. ray <laughs> you wanted ray <laughs> yeah but it is an interesting trend of 2008 is ray no is that i find that i'm loving the beginnings of these pay-per-views and there's just a drop-off point towards the end and that i don't know i used to just think it was the three-hour event but we watch a three-hour raw and i don't feel that way i'll do a fourth hour i think it's something about this main event picture like right when batista orton happens i'm fucking done with this and maybe it's that jblhbk took me out i don't and i never want to see triple h so even though i love jeff that's coming and 
And then we had Super Cena, Super Cena out in a match I didn't want to see. There's no chance. Jericho had no chance last month. He had no chance this month. He's not a believable Cena opponent to get two straight fucking matches. We're killing time. And the way they did that finish, it was so Super Cena. He doesn't even hulk up. He just supers. He goes from a full Boston Crab to where we think he's going to lose to three seconds later. It's an SDFU because he did a super thing. And then so we got to go from that to his celebration. Then Triple H versus Jeff Hardy Edge which after last month I should be so excited for. And this match even had an electric chair whisper in the wind. Oh, and I know, ladies, you're trying to picture it. You're picturing Edge with Triple H on his shoulders? No, Triple H won't take that bump. Uh, for some reason, Triple H decided to do Edge's move. He had Edge up in an electric chair, and then Jeff Hardy did his whisper in the wind. Best name for a move. Best song. Go Google it. It's a Peroxide Y Gen single. Uh, and then, ladies, we see Kosloff again. Our favorite. Yeah, he had to stay loose for three hours. He came out, cost Triple H his championship brother. And, I, I you know, I, I agree with you to some extent that, yeah, there is kind of a drop-off where maybe it's not – it can't be the three-hour event because we do watch a three-hour Raw. But, however, on that three-hour Raw, there is a lot of snooze fest. Like, this pay-per-view, it's – they come out of the gates. It seems like it's firing on all cylinders. There's, there's comedy. But then once we get to these sort of last couple matches, they are long – lengthy really you know not just the in-ring stuff but the the video packages they're really long and it kind of has a different vibe than the early parts of the show where it's match backstage segment match backstage segment this is like really long match really long promo really long match and i enjoyed both these title matches i enjoyed the the orton match so i might be a little different than you because this was this is my time frame this is these are my guys i grew up with these guys like uh, I don't know. I enjoyed the entire event. I thought out of all the last, probably at the last half of the year, this might've been my favorite pay-per-view of the last half. Well, I would still even say that because it is a 2008 trend and I loved the set so much that I stayed awake. And I did message you after the Cena win during a celebration. Worst PPV ending ever. And then you spoiled Hardy wins the belt. And I'm like, oh yeah, there's a match. Thank God. Yeah. Cause when you said that, I was like, <laughs> what? He didn't like Jeff winning the belt. Like to me, that was just an insane when you watch this pay-per-view chrono or this year like we have chronologically you do not think jeff hardy's winning a fucking wwe championship and then he did like <laughs> like that's not supposed to happen and this we got to see matt ladies kozlov came out and matt came out to help jeff more trying to deceive us because we know what he did i knew from the second he cut that promo a month ago and we get a, a great cheer shot to the edge to the edge to the head of edge <laughs> by jeff hardy he did it with one hand and it was like a side shot that's we whipped the chair at him but held on to it the whole time and it smashed his head Great interruption to a concerto we almost got. And it does, uh, the finish was a Jeff Hardy swanton, Vleeties. But here's who we swantoned. Both of them. What? Triple H pedigreed edge and did the, the most cowardly pin because he didn't want to get headbutted by Jeff's head. He was reaching as far as he could to not get any impact from the swanton that we know hurts after listening to the Edge and Christian podcast. And oh, he barely gets scraped, but sells it like hell, gets out of the ring, and Jeff Hardy pins edge. And I got to say, ladies, it's astounding how a guy who is so bad at promos can be so good with his body language. This Jeff Hardy celebration was beautiful. I love how he claps his hands so dink, like enduringly so that we know to start 
clapping. Like I, I enjoyed every second where he puts the belt on. You had to start putting it on backwards, ladies, then twist it so you can get the notches in. Like seeing him stand up on the turnbuckles, it makes you want to throw up when you see a Seth Rollins do it, a Triple H do it, a lot of guys. It's not an easy thing to do to close a show with a celebration. And I loved seeing Jeff Hardy do this. Uh, and I think he's underrated. I know he was TNA Universal Champion for a while with Hulk Hogan. And I know he was WWE Champion. Uh, but you can argue it was harder for a little guy like Jeff Hardy to come up in his era than a little guy like Brett or Sean in the new gen era where they're trying to push these new guys. Because Jeff Hardy had Triple H's above him that were constantly champion and not a promo worth watching. Like Brett, I liked Brett's promos and, and Sean's. Jeff didn't have yeah. that. He had that twang Vince hates. But when you see his, his in-ring performances, his ability to whisper in the wind, his celebration, he's underrated. He deserved everything he got, and I want another title run. That might be the best point I think you've ever made in my life, is that you said, for a guy who can't cut a promo, his body language is perfect. You know, he sells really well. We always talk about how great he is at selling, and we really believe he's getting his ass kicked. He takes an ass kicking better than anybody. So when we watch these moves get done, like, I would love to watch Jeff Hardy versus Kozlov. Like, that's how good Jeff Hardy is, because you know he's going to really make you believe he's getting his ass kicked, where Triple H, sure, he's getting his ass kicked, but we know he's going to win. And I really enjoyed this match. And yeah, I remember the, even this year, 2018, this past year, when him and when Jeff Hardy and Randy Orton had their Hell in a Cell match, I was just, why is this happening? But it's because Jeff Hardy. Jeff Hardy, I think, still has a lot left to give after watching this. Yeah. After watching, like, I'm, I'm on this Jeff Hardy bandwagon right now. He is a character that really can't get stale. Whether it, I'd, and he's a perfect good guy in a lot of ways. When we got healed, Jeff, in TNA, don't give me that. Just let him come out and be himself. I just want to see him wear jeans, okay? Ladies, and also, I want to see that Kozlov match, too. I want to see him take that headbutt you hate. Imagine how he'd bounce around the fucking ring after. It would be like when CM Punk accidentally took a, a Hurricane Rana that was supposed to send him to the second rope. He did a flip earlier, and then he bounced onto the second rope like he shot Michael's face and Hulk Hogan. Just ha had to throw a flip in because he didn't jump far enough. Uh, but Jeff Hardy is incredible, ladies, and he didn't make it easy for himself at all. He made it harder for himself at every step. And it's amazing that he accomplished what he did. He should have accomplished so much more, which is the scary part. If he could have just avoided all the, the, the hotel room nightmares, ladies. He had a naughty night table, okay? If he could have <laughs> just made his night table a little less naughty, who knows what he could have accomplished. There could have been a lot more title runs in his life because you even think he never really main evented at WrestleMania. There's a lot that, although he has had an amazing career, it's not like he is a marquee top guy. Like this, this whole year has been top guys, Jericho, Cena, Triple H, in my world, Edge, Undertaker, like Jeff Hardy isn't in that even top 10 of this, you know, so there could have been so much more that he did. And then I guess he was kind of his own worst enemy. Houses burned down. Uh, pills were in a closet. But this was a great way to end this year. Can I just and gush on Jeff a little more, ladies? Uh, in my tenure of watching wrestling, he could be one of the greatest stories to watch from beginning to end. Because, you know, you see it through the Attitude Era, all the how much better he made the show at every part of his career, whether he was in the tag matches, who could forget all those ladder jumps? I don't know. Danny Richardson always hated Jeff Hardy. He hated the gothic concepts that, or of his character. He hated the stunts for some reason, but I always saw a lot of HBK and Jeff, whether it's the, 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 
body hair patterns or just the way they sell and how they perform. A lot of people try to be HBK like a Dolph Ziggler or a Young Bucks, but Jeff never tried to be HBK. And I always saw that in him. And that should be something that's celebrated. Whereas Danny Richardson hated Jeff Hardy, but think about everything he's done, whether it was his TNA shit with Willow with Willow that we can laugh at and hate. Still kind of fun to see a Willow picture every now and then. Willow PNG, type that in, save it, make your wallpaper. Guy's great. And in the the WrestleMania matches early on to his title win here, what a great year to start with to see this story. Yeah, and his his entire you're right. Just wherever he was on the card, he was making a difference and making it better. And I don't under, I never understood Danny's hatred for him. The whole emo goth character I thought was only in TNA, which I thought we all agreed we would not judge any WWE superstar <laughs> on their time in TNA. I thought we all had that agreement. Uh, unless you're like a Drew McIntyre or an EC3, you were like, like, no, your TNA stuff didn't count. So him being the emo character was really only in uh, TNA. Because I remember even, if we can go back to 2011, when you guys were listening to the, the old Jeff Hardy song from uh, 2008 that we were loving – Danny's like, this doesn't fit his character at all. But in the WWE, Jeff Hardy was a daredevil, man. He would take risk. Have we not seen the rooftops? Uh, what's Lost Profits rooftops music video to Jeff Hardy's career? That just fit him so well. He was. <laughs> Wasn't the, the singer of that band a kid toucher? He was. Yeah. It, it always makes me upset because I like I really like two of their songs. He I was mean, one of those weird ones that would like want to fuck a girl and finger their baby. Like that's what happened to Precious in the movie Precious, right? I have not seen Precious. You got to see that. She <laughs> tells the story of how her mom's boyfriend would reach over and... Oh, no. Her mother tells the story. Fuck, that movie's weird. Her mother tells her that. Fuck, that's crazier than that movie where Mila Jovovich is a boxer and Clint Eastwood breaks her neck. What? Ladies, we had a poll on the channel. That's just Mila Jovovich was in that movie instead. Instead of fucking Hillary Swank. Ladies, what show had a Swank perfume? SNL. Swank. I fucking, I fucking that love that. sounds like that. an SNL kind of review. Ladies, we have the results of her poll. I think it was Mad TV. Ladies, we finish our coverage. Oh, I'm reading my post. We finished our coverage of 2008 this week. What year should we watch and discuss next? That was the post. And we have over uh, 5,000 votes, ladies. And it's pretty shocking because I asked what you wanted on it. I just picked 98. I feel like it just meant so much to me. Parts of me would rather see 96, but I don't think you would get votes. 97 isn't as intriguing for me, as even as an HBK fan, oddly enough. I felt like he betrayed me a bit that year. I know I stayed up with him even when he hit Undertaker with the chair. I was still on his side. But then he did, just went too far with the pumping my flag and shit. <laughs> One of my Vladis. And then Vladis, uh, you picked 2001. And I should have added 2003 as well because you wanted to kind of to add both there maybe there should have been more options but i kept it to three so we had 98 2001 and 2011 oh, the people aren't happy in the comments because 2011 is killing it 60 percent of the 5,000 votes 2001 at 24 percent and 98 shockingly with 15 and I, I, it was this way the whole time like to the point that early on i was thinking there must be people troll voting they're not going to listen anyway they're just like fuck you watch 2011 and, <laughs> but now as it continues i think people really just want that and even though some of the comments say otherwise most of the votes 
Say it so. And you broke it down for me with the best thing you ever said, the birth of TWFS. All of a sudden, it felt like it needed to happen. Uh, now I'm ready for it. I, I voted for it. I jumped in. I got on all nine of my accounts. And we're in that 60%, Felides. Uh, how do you feel about the results? And should we have some override system? No, I, I'm okay doing that year because in my mind, it's one of the worst years in wrestling. The only thing that got me through that year in wrestling was the whole fucking show because I had stopped watching. Like I said, in 2008, I stopped. And then I came back in like late 2010. Like I was watching SmackDown on Hulu and Superstars on Hulu. And I was just kind of, oh, I'm getting back in a little bit. And then once I found you guys in the Jeff Hardy commentary of all things, Jeff Hardy versus Sting. I was like, what the fuck is this? Who are these guys? What's a podcast? And then it was the five moves of doom with Cena. And I was like, this is it. I'm hooked. I love these guys. I forgot about that video. What happened in that? Uh, you pretty much said that you were a WWE loyalist. You don't have time for TNA. And then, and then it was like a comment, like, but if the matches are 88 seconds, I'm in. Like you, you actually enjoy. And then it was the birth of you loving Sting's jacket. Oh. Like, I never really liked Sting, but this jacket's pretty incredible. The red like, jacket. It's so glittery and beautiful. It's yellow in it. And then he had paint that matched it. And that's a, that's our thumbnail for greatest wrestling face paint on YouTube, ladies. You can double check. And I, I like 2011. I'm surprised to hear you say what you said because I think 2012, even though it had Hug It Out and stuff, and it had Daniel Bryan starting to rise, that could kind of be in the running for a shit year. But 2011, that's the summer of punk. And I'm finally going to talk some fucking sense into you. When we go back and watch... I'm going to have to relive CM Punk's glory days. I'm hoping I go back and watch it and see it your way. Like, who is this dweeb? The shirt isn't that cool. <laughs> this is fucking dork. <laughs> Talking about ice cream. Well, and I, it's not so much just his fault for this year, but like I, I have rewatched that WrestleMania a hundred times. And when you have the end of it with like Miz and Cena outside the barricade, first of all, it's Miz and Cena, like no offense to those two guys, but you know, come on Undertaker, Undertaker, Sean, the year before was Undertaker, Sean Michaels and one of the you greatest. You sound like CM Punk right now. He only, he'd be saying himself, CM Punk should be there. I sh he was so upset that Miz got that match. Honestly. Yeah. I, <laughs> if it was CM Punk versus Cena, I, I would have been so on board. No offense to Miz, but I, that they didn't have a good in-ring match. And I don't know if Miz is capable of, at least in 2011, I don't think he's capable of putting on like a 25-minute well, class. No, ladies, I don't think in 2011 CM Punk is capable of main eventing at WrestleMania. That's when he faced Orton, and who really gave a fuck? Nexus. But it was still a great match. It was great, but that summer of Punk was so industry-changing. That promo that I witnessed live, ladies, I was in the 18th row or something. I was there, and I had one of those cups with his face not on it i'm just kidding i didn't have it i'm a fan i yelled at him i said i don't have a cup he looked at me and smiled and he said hey coca van how you doing i said it's kevin oh, i can't wait to watch that again with you let's watch all the raws too ladies there's we're a we're gonna watch the whole fucking year every raw every smackdown there's a I think torrent superstars pack. was still going ladies i hope your computer can play avies i have a torrent pack from pro wrestling <laughs> torrents god how annoying is it trying to find 2008 survivor series when you're trying to steal the pay-per-view to make a video i have to in those retrospectives i have to go on the network and manually capture everything you see so i have to watch this shit over and over i'm capturing it watching it again finding little bits that i have to remember to take out later then when i'm taking it out i watch it again i've studied this stupid show it's for kids but 2011 briefly it was for adults ladies the summer of punk's coming i bought the shirt 
You bought the shirt. We everyone's getting the shirt. We love. I'm gonna wear that shirt every week when we talk summer of punk. I'm gonna have my white shirt with black things on the side. I forget what it's called. My spinner <laughs> and, shirt. And I was a little shocked about the overall result because I had chosen 2000. 2003 was my obvious choice, but. Uh, I, I've been listening to a lot of uh, something to wrestle with, and something about 2001 kind of struck me. Like it was that WrestleMania that everybody loves that I'm not super fond of. It had this invasion angle that everybody hated, but I kind of wanted to check it out again and watch it on like a ladies. Stick the winner, 2011. <laughs> I can't wait. I went to SummerSlam. I went to Raw in San Diego. I got to see Kevin Nash. School CM Punk, and we need to watch that promo next week. I made Jessica watch it with me because we well, all remember. I, I think the issue with that though is that storyline doesn't end well, right? Does it? No, it doesn't even have a match. It's very confusing, and the whole year smells of Triple H sabotaging. And I want to relive it to know. I got to see Night of Champions to know. Oh, I'm gonna be so mad, ladies. You're gonna be mad when Mark Henry wins. Actually, <laughs> do you think now you'll be upset when Mark Henry wins that belt? Mark Henry's my case for why Bobby La- or not for why Apollo Cruz could be great in ten years. I was trying to te- tell Jessica. She's like, no, not a chance. And I have to go, listen, I've been watching this for longer than you've been alive. Anyone can be great in 10 years. It takes 10 years for anyone to get a little good in this fucking business, to get comfortable. And Apollo Bob, Cruz. Yeah, Bob Holly was right. It takes at least 20 years of in-ring before you're any good. Thank you. I don't care about in-ring, but oh, the rest of Mark Henry took 10 years. And God, was he amazing during the Hall of Pain. I hope that was 2011. Or was that? That was, that was 2011. This to is me, awesome. that's one of the highlights is Mark Henry. But I remember at the time, you were not a fan. I was, was stupid. I didn't know. Now I know. I even like Mark Henry 2008, for fuck's sake. I'm lost. I like Teddy Atlas. I don't know what I'm talking about. Fleety, so it looks like 2011's the year. I wish we had it 03 just to see, but I guess we're, we'll do that next time. We'll pick again. Yeah, yeah. now we have three months of fucking this, like oh, 2011. God. But, you know, I think all that other stuff, the older stuff, has been done to death. And a lot of the people who are watching stuff on YouTube probably st- started watching wrestling or at least – Remember that enough to want to revisit it. Because like I always say, wrestling five years from now is great. So when everyone's telling me how much they love Shelton Benjamin and Charlie Haas and everybody, why isn't Ryback back? This, you know, time heals all wounds. So people might remember this as like, what an amazing year in wrestling. I remember at the time I did not think it I remember at the time loving TNA. So that's how great 2011 WWE is. When I was 10 years old, I had a best friend, and his name was Bobby Taylor. Del Rio is going to be there. I fucking miss him a lot. He was a great character. I do, too. I think he needs—I don't—where is he right now? Oh, who cares? He sucks now. Is he fighting in an airport somewhere? But his, he's beating up Paige in an airport. But his promo in San Diego the night after he cashes in, I was there. Oh, I loved Alberto. What a character. His entrance where he would flick his hands like uh, Al Pacino or something. But, Vleeties, we did it. We finished our first year, and we're going to cover them all, Vleeties. Wait till we have to watch Tuesday Night Titans, all right? 2011 is a goddamn gift. When we're watching Ric Flair and (laughs) Dusty Rhodes in a fucking cage, we're fucked. But we'll save that for the very end, and maybe it'll open our eyes to something we didn't know, Atlanta wrestling. But until then, Vleeties, I loved covering 2008. The Jeff Hardy story is what we'll call it. And I look forward to covering another year with the man himself. My name is Ryan Van Vliet. Thank you guys so much for voting. We're going to get into 2011. We're going to enjoy it. 40-man Royal Rumble to start us off next week. Because until the day that we die. I'm just going to splurge. I want a bacon double. We are. We are. We are. The whole fucking show. The whole effing show.com. We are.
the star, but the sun. little smokies in your butt why on earth is max's hair blue i actually dyed it blue yeah blue <laughs> <laughs> it's a bleedies jackass kevin's gonna fuck you gonna put hot sauce in his face oh it's in my fucking head how the fuck's he gonna top that it's in my head you better grab some mace. Oh, oh my god, corn unplugged. Do we risk it? Do they have that? I can't wait. It's from the our favorite album, Twisted Transistor album. <laughs> see you on the other side. Oh. oh, we can see a DVD performance. How many? What do we pick? This is a music video. I think we'll go unplugged. Then again, the DVD yeah. where they're in the cornfield rules. Right, dude, I gotta be up in a few hours. Good night, ladies. Great job. Great job, sir. I'll talk to you next week.
Prodigal Son. Have a nine-year-old son. Because of my ten-year-old son. aren't built tough anymore they aren't built to grind they're built weak soft they're used to second place trophies i'll tell you a story booker i i fought in a tournament and i took fourth place on the way home from that tournament i had a trophy in my hand and my dad said hey let me see that trophy and he threw it out the window while we were on the highway home i don't accept fourth place third place second place i was built to be tough i was built to last and I was built to get things done by any means necessary. Cruz also grew up watching John Cena, as you can tell from how thickly muscled he is. 